0: Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. I say here with, I'm, I'm just looking at a computer screen right now. Bill, you're um, enjoying the weekend. Uh, I hope so from a different location. How are you, sir?
1: It's it's the miracle of Zoom and absolutely uh, gorgeous weekend. Life is great. Uh, so yeah, uh, things are good and I hope they are with you too.
0: They are, Bill, and thank you so much. We're uh, excited again to do the program today. And often on this show, Bill, we we often talk about planning, and you always have the emphasis that many of the subjects that you discuss deal with life planning.
1: No, no question about it. Uh, and, and, you know, one of my true concerns about the world, if you will, particularly uh, our America, is the fact that so many young people uh, are not saving money. You know, it's it's like i expressed my concern or frustration about it uh, last month that, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but, and of course you're not in my generation as you well know, Jason. Um, but, you know, when we grow up learning uh, not spend what we didn't have, <laughs> You know, frankly, the credit cards did not exist uh, early on, a- and uh, if if you needed uh, um, a loan, you went to the bank, and a bank would loan you small amounts of money back then. Of course, they don't do that anymore. Credit cards have taken over that com- that role, and and in so many ways, credit cards are the bane of existence because it, it seems like it's so easy and it can get people in deep trouble. It's, it's, it's sort of like quicksand, if you will, you start using it and you slink, you sink slowly until you're over your head and then you die. (laughs) So, so, you know, it's, um, but the, the fact is is that over half of this country and that's why I'm so concerned about it is the fact that over half the country has no savings at all. In, In other words, it's been reported in numerous sources that um, that the majority of people in this country uh, have to borrow money or sell something for a $500 emergency. Now, that should give lots of people pause because if you think about folks like that uh, having no savings and having credit card debt, uh, then, uh, what happens when they get to retirement age? You know can they actually live off of social security? and there are there's a high percentage of folks who have no other resources other than social security. so yeah, those kind of things do bother me a great deal in terms of where this country is heading, and part of it is just because young people have very little direction. Terms of what to do. And, and, um, um, or maybe it's the fact that they expect to live like their parents who have struggled all their lives to save what they have. And, and the kids think as soon as they get out of school, they, they have to live at least as well as their parents, uh, do. And, um, that's that is concerning. But, uh, now, I, I must say, I'll, I'm going to go back and, and say that, that there is one advantage to a credit card, and, it's, it, <laughs> and, and, I'll, I, and I use one myself all the time, but I pay it off at the end of the month. And I tell my clients that between using a debit card, of course, and a debit card takes money directly out of your bank account when you use it. So you don't have to worry about uh, the fact that you'll, you know, you have to worry about overdrawing, but you don't have to worry uh, about creating interest. However, um, the fact is, is that credit cards are m- much safer to use than a debit card. Uh, and, and, you know, frankly, um if, if a bad person gets a hold of your credit card, yeah, they may be able to, to buy a few things, but you can get that resolved through the credit card company very, very quickly uh, where they'll take it off uh, the same day you call them. Uh, but the fact is that with a debit card, if you have somebody who gets a hold of that, then guess what? They have control of your bank account until it gets resolved. And getting it resolved with a bank can take months. Uh, most banks are re- very slow to resolve those kind of disputes. So a credit card is your friend as long as you pay it off every month. But uh, that's uh, so I'll throw that out there. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, in terms of life planning, and this is true for seniors, too, and for all of us, you know, whether we're young or middle aged or whether we're doing well or struggling, uh, there are some basic uh, things that we can think about in terms of just how to get by better so that we have uh, a, a good uh, life plan, if you will. And, and and one of the things I mentioned last week uh, certainly falls into uh, that line and probably the most important uh, thing that we can do over our lifetime is to live below our means in other words put money back every every paycheck uh, not to spend it all and and there are lots of of um you know that sounds hard because we want to live better if you will but uh, there are lots of ways to live below your your means so that uh you can actually do that because it's very very important uh for us to save and of course uh, one of the easiest ways to do, to do that, if you will, uh, particularly if you're still working and you get a paycheck is uh, is to basically have, uh, you know, withdrawals into a retirement account uh, from your directly from your paycheck or uh, withdrawals uh, directly to a savings account or some other account where you just don't see the money into your checking account and then you live within your checking account. Uh, every, every month, but, but you're putting money back and, you know, yes, all of us will have emergencies. And so we have to save for that. And and then we have to invest uh, for the future, but living below your means is clearly the most important secret. And, you know, you hear about uh, teachers and nurses and policemen and other low income, fairly low income people who uh, at their death have a you know, a million or two that they they give to the public library or or charity or the church or whatever. And it's like, well, wow, how did they get it? And it's not because they inherited it. It's because they live the secret of life, which is living below your knees. Now, there are a bunch of other things, too, but I thought I'd at least start out with that and, and then talk about a few other things that can help with that secret.
0: Excellent. We will get to a number of those things throughout the program. I also want to remind folks that if you are interested in scheduling an appointment with Bill, maybe you want to do some planning on your own or you have a set of legal documents that either you need or you would like to have reviewed. Bill's excellent at doing that. Go to WGALaw.com to schedule an appointment to speak with him, WGALaw.com. Dot com. That is also where you can go if you want to register for Bill's free webinars happening Wednesday, November 10th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. And he does two of them covering the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as the subject of asset protection and trust planning. Again, these are free to attend, highly educational webinars where you can learn more from Bill. All you have to do is go to Law. Com and click on the seminars button to learn more, wgalaw.com. Click on the seminars button, or you can call the office, 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. We're taking a short break, but we'll be right back. This is Asa Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. <laughs> You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can learn more about him online at wga WGA Law.com. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, uh, before we get back to life planning, I want to give you uh, a shout out and also to your son, Thomas. I saw on Facebook over the weekend that uh, he was sworn in last week. So, again, congratulations both to you and to Thomas.
1: Oh, I, I am so proud of Thomas uh, and, and delighted with the fact that he actually wanted to uh, practice law with me. And it's a delight to have my son in my law practice. Uh, and he, as you as you have said, he is, in fact, uh uh, now a practicing attorney, uh, you know he passed the bar exam. He's been sworn in, so now he has his malpractice insurance in place, so he he can practice law. And uh, the fact is, Thomas is is a brilliant young man. Uh, so I know right now, with a couple years of training, he will be a better lawyer than me. Uh, and uh, I just I'm just. Uh, delighted to have him in the firm because uh, he is—he—he he just absorbs this stuff. Uh, so I know that he'll be able to share it with our clients, and I'm just excited to have him with me. So, <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's a good—it's I- a good—it's a good life for a parent when 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 uh, when, when your children. And I'm very fortunate because both of my children are, are, have done so well. You know, my oldest son, George, is a financial advisor with Edward Jones, and he does, he's doing such a good job for his clients and, you know, lives by the golden rule. So that's, um, you know, that's what it's all about. But, all right. But thank you for that. But let, let me get back to how, how do, can you live below your means, particularly if you're struggling to do that? And it's so important because if you can lower your expenses today, then when you retire, you'll have lower expenses already. And, and that's, so, that's an important retirement secret. But one of the biggest uh, mistakes that people make in terms of living below their means is they think they, they need to, to drive a new car. And, and frankly, you can save a lot of money by not buying brand new cars. But if you can buy a car that's uh, a couple years old with low mileage and good condition, because there are a lot of, lot of uh, uh, retailers out there that guarantee uh, the, that a vehicle's never been wrecked, never been flooded, it, you know, those kind of things, which I think are are important uh, to us. But you can save 40% by buying a vehicle that's a couple years old and then driving it for at least 10 years. Uh, You know, cars are reliable today. You know, back when I was young, that was not the case. You know, when a car hit 100,000 miles, it was done for. (laughs) But today, you you know, the fact is you should be able to get 250 or 300,000 miles out of a car uh, and and it still be uh, reliable. Uh, so that it is, and of course the thing that's even nuttier than that is trading in a, a new car every three years or so, three or four years where you still have a loan on it. So you're just, you end up borrowing more money, uh, to buy a newer car. Uh, and, and don't give me the garbage about, oh, it's more reliable because the fact is, um, uh, uh, you know, cars are made to be reliable for a much, much longer period of time today. So it's it's really a no-brainer in terms uh, of saving money. Uh, another one it is uh, too many of us who have adult children are still supporting our children uh, in some way. You know, maybe they're on our, our, uh, uh, our mobile phone uh, bill or maybe they're living with us and not... Uh, helping us uh, with our expenses, not contributing to the groceries or, or whatever. But, but the fact is, is that, that, that we need to teach our children to be self-reliant and to, to continue to support somebody after they ha- should be on their own. After we've given them an education, we've done everything we can for them to, to keep supporting them financially I think is a, a is a huge for mistake for us and of course it's a, just a more expense for us so we can save less and and uh have more expenses in retirement. So, you know, uh we need to rethink what we're doing with children as it relates uh to expenses like that. Um and and it it also goes the other way. So sometimes uh our parents um are, are not good planners. And, and of course, people are living longer and longer. So it, it, it really is important for us as children who love our parents and would do anything for them to, to have a discussion about their financial needs, because you'd be surprised how many seniors uh, have made bad mistakes or had bad luck. Uh, and they actually run out of money. Uh, and the sooner we know about that as, as children who are there to help, uh, the more we can do for them, uh, because the, the, the longer it takes to where they're completely out of money, that then it's all on us and it should not come as a shock to us when that occurs. So having that what we might call a difficult conversation with our parents can, can be helpful. Um, also, if you do it at the right time, uh, and timing is, is the key here, uh, is downsizing. You know, once we're empty nesters, um, if we have plenty of life expectancy and the like, um, then downsizing can save us a whole lot of money. Now, you have to be careful with downsizing because it's it can be very expensive to move. But uh, once you're in a, a smaller place that, that you can enjoy, uh, our expenses will significantly go down. And, if, of course, if we have to borrow money for it, that mortgage will be far less than what we were paying before as well. So, you know, there are some, but like I said, timing uh is critical in terms of any type of downsizing and to me you have to if you're thinking about it you should be thinking in terms of okay where do i want to live where's the best place do i have at least five to ten years to live there because it takes at least that long to get your money out back out of the move if you will and then the the the, the the final stages of us as seniors, sometimes, uh, unless you have plenty of money, uh, there are uh, alternative lifestyles like, such as continuing care communities or independent life uh, communities that are better options for folks. Uh, and a lot of folks never think about those options. So that that can be really important. Now, I know that I'm going on too long. So there are a few other things that I want to get to, and then I want to move over to some uh, charitable planning concepts.
0: We will continue our conversation on good life planning right after this. Don't forget, if you want to register for Bill's webinars happening on Wednesday, November 10th, covering the subjects of long-term care assistance that deals with in the realm of Medicaid assistance as well as VA benefits, or if you want to learn more about the subjects of asset protection and trust, Planning, you need to register for one of Bill's free webinars. Go to WGA Law. Dot com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page, WGALaw.com. It's free to register, free to attend. Again, this is happening on Wednesday, November 10th. A wonderful way to learn more about these subjects free of charge. Both subjects that it's, it's really hard to find a lot of good quality information. And as we often learn from Bill, he has a way of explaining these things in a way that's easy to understand. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page or call the office. 919 256 256 A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander and we will be right back. are listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander you can learn more about him online at WGA WGALaw.com. wgalaw.com is where you can go to register for bills free webinars as well if you want to learn more about long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page jason kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, you are on a roll going over some good life planning tips. So let's keep the good times rolling. Keep going.
1: Well, the the next thing, and, and I have mentioned this many times before, and I think it's critical uh, for retirement planning to have your mortgage paid off completely uh, before you retire. I mean, obviously that uh, eliminates a huge payment uh, out of your income stream, and when you retire, your income stream is limited. So being able to take that big payment out of uh, out of your uh, uh, required uh, payments is is huge. And y- yes, there are financial advisors out there that say, "Oh no, interest rate uh, interest rates are so low, we can do better for you in the market." So don't pay that mortgage off. Uh, give us your money to invest for you. And I think that's a huge mistake. Have, why? I mean, all you have to do is, is look at the times when there's a downturn in the market. Yes, the market does tend to go up more than down. I'm, I'm a believer in investing. However, when it comes to your, your mortgage, um, it, it doesn't always work out, uh, that the markets are always up. Because that's not the truth. So fact is, is that having your mortgage paid off is safe. And then all you have to do is worry about the upkeep of your house. Now, obviously, if the upkeep with the taxes and insurance is a strain, then then you should probably think in terms of downsizing. You know, that's, that's a, <laughs> or at least a, when I say downsize, I also include alternative lifestyles in terms of. uh uh uh, things other than than uh paying those big bills um uh, for you now uh obviously uh there uh, are some uh, lots of other things in terms of of just uh reducing our wants and and looking at our our needs (laughs) and and finding alternative less expensive ways to to do what we want to do so we uh, Uh, But, you know, yes, um, uh, there's some Roth planning that people can do that actually saves money rather than makes things more expensive. I'll talk about that. If I don't get to that today, I'll get to that soon. If we have children uh, in their particularly early 40s, late 40s that do not have long term care insurance and if we want to help our our children, helping them with long-term care insurance, you know, paying those premiums for them for a few years, you know, that sort of thing can, uh, can be huge in terms of, of truly helping our children in, in the future. Um, but, and so the, really the, the most important thing I should say to folks is don't assume you're going to die early. Uh, One of the most important concepts is to plan to live a very long life. Uh, Because if you don't, you may very well run out of money and and put yourself into a hole. Uh, And so uh, planning for a long life. And the fact is most of us will live a very long life. Uh, And it's so important. Uh, you know, I talk about Social Security elections all the time, so I'm not going to get into that. But obviously, delaying taking your Social Security as long as possible. You know, the the difference for most people between taking Social Security at 70 versus 62 it, is somewhere between 76 uh, percent more money e- each month. And so obviously, uh, for a lot of folks, that makes a huge difference. Um, So anyway, those just some concepts for folks uh, to think about in terms of how to live below your means. It's so important. Now, I want to turn to charitable planning because I think that is part of our lifestyle that's important to us in terms of what we teach um, our children and also in terms of feeling better about ourselves uh, too. Uh, There's there's no religious text out there that doesn't believe in in, uh, charity uh, uh, to others because to the degree that we're doing well and we can share something with others who are less fortunate, um, uh, that just is so meaningful to us and it makes us feel better about our own lives. But, you know, what we do, uh teaches a lesson and to our children and grandchildren in terms of our generosity. Um, but but you can also turn that around uh, that uh, sometimes you teach your children and your grandchildren by what you don't give, what what you don't do. Uh, and, you know, so so oftentimes our, our children are chips off the old block, if you will. And uh, so the, the fact is, if, if you want your children to be generous, then guess what? You, you need to set the example. <laughs> so uh, now uh, I uh, do I have time to get into this, uh, Jason. Uh, OK, uh, that's good. One of the best. Uh, ways um, to be charitable, particularly uh, in our senior years, uh, it is through what's called a qualified charitable uh, donation. And uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about how that uh, happens. But one of the best ways uh, to do a qualified charitable donation is to a, a donor advised fund that's where you can give a good bit of money over time to a fund but you can control uh in terms of how that money is actually uh used each year so uh in essence but it's the nice thing about a donor advised fund is it's um it's not expensive. In other words, the, uh, the advisory fund takes all those administrative expenses off off of you. Now, for extremely high wealth families, uh, a family foundation is a wonderful way to go. But it, but it has administrative costs that a donor advised fund does not have. So for most of us, uh, the donor advised funds are the way to go. Uh, now, obviously, direct uh, contributions to our church is another way, but it's, it's the kind of thing where uh, one or the other uh, is a really good way uh, 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 to do it. Now, when we come back, I want to talk about um, how a, a qualified charitable donation works, where you get the money from, how it works for you.
0: Excellent. We will go over that. Don't forget, you can find more information about Bill at WGALaw.com, whether it's scheduling an appointment to speak with him or registering for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, November 10th, covering the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. You're able to do that from the comfort of your own home as those seminars are currently in the form of webinars right now. Just go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend, and learn plenty of information there. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bill, doing the show via Zoom today, you're getting some respite time out at the coast. So thank you so much for doing this via Zoom today. We were having a conversation on good life planning. But just before the break, Bill, we were broaching the subject of charitable planning.
1: Right. Well, you you know, the fact is, so let, let me start into it in a different direction. And and that is that uh, for a lot of us, the largest, you know, in years past, uh, it, it was a truism that the largest asset that folks had was their home. And I don't find that to be true anymore. For a lot of families, the largest asset they have is actually their retirement account. Uh, and, and there and that's a good thing because retirement, you know, we've basically saved for our retirement and hopefully we have enough money that will last us in retirement. Uh, but the fact is, is that uh, uh, retirement accounts um, have not been taxed at a traditional retirement account, whatever it is, whether it's a 401k, an IRA, a federal thrift savings plan, a 403b. They're all taxable. In other words, you have to pay ordinary income tax on every withdrawal from those types of accounts. And what a lot of folks don't know uh, is the fact that if uh, for estate taxes, death taxes, federal death tax, estate tax, uh, you get no credit if you have a big retirement account and you have a taxable estate. Now, when I say taxable estate, that means you have more assets than whatever the estate tax exemption is at that time. Uh, and so, in fact, there's, we've been talking a lot about the fact that the estate tax exemption is going to fall next year, highly likely to fall next year. Today, it's $11.7 million. So most of us don't have any worries about estate tax. But next year, it's going to should fall between 5 and $6 million. Um, it's, I, I predict it will not fall lower than that. But that's uh, to be seen. I mean, Congress can change that every year if they want, but they rarely do. So the fact is, if you have a taxable estate, having retirement accounts that are taxable for income tax as well as the state tax it's by far the worst asset that you can possibly have uh, and so uh, it's it's either uh, now what i what i mean by that is that for most folks with a taxable estate your ira will be taxed somewhere between 80 and 90% So for every dollar you have, your family's only going to get about 10 to 15 cents on that dollar. Now, to me, that's just awful if you think about it. So from my perspective, your retirement account is a wonderful source to do either Roth conversions or uh, which, of course, you know, you pay the tax now, so you don't have to pay the tax later. Uh, Or you use it for uh, charitable uh, planning and and charitable planning can be wonderful. Okay. So, uh, you know, I I use the term qualified charitable deduction. And so what is that? That basically is when you use your retirement account or charity. Okay. And so the, all right. Now, the other thing that a lot of folks don't understand is the fact that for those of us who use a standard deduction on our income tax today, which is 99% of us, uh, we no longer get a charitable deduction, no matter how generous we are uh, to our church or synagogue or charity. It doesn't matter. Uh, it it Uh, We don't get a deduction anymore. They took that away from us. Now, do you think that charities were upset with Congress about taking our charitable deduction away? You better believe it because many charities are struggling because people are not as generous today as they were before, Uh, because we don't get any bang for uh, our generosity on our income tax. So, but for seniors with a large retirement account, we actually, we can get a better bang out of our charitable deduction than uh, than the old charitable deduction. And it's by uh, how we transfer and utilize our retirement account. Now, A qualified charitable deduction must come from an IRA, an individual retirement account. It does not work with a 401k or a 403b. So you've got to convert those other retirement accounts to an individual retirement account so that you can get the qualified uh, deduction. So um, now another thing too is even though the new uh, retirement age has been moved from 70 and a half to 72 in terms of when you have required minimum distributions that uh, the qualified charitable deduction aid is still 70 and a half. So in essence, in order to get the uh, the, the tax uh, relief that we want, you have to be at least 70 and a half for it to work. It also, the, it must be a direct distribution from your IRA custodian to your charity. Uh, in other words, if, if you touch the money, then you don't get the deduction. Uh, it, it has to be direct from your custodian. And you might say, well, who's my custodian? Well, the custodian is is your investment institution for your retirement account, whether it's a bank or or uh, a broker dealer or whatever. But in essence, you direct them to send the money directly from your account to your your church, synagogue or charity. Um, now, uh, obviously, if you do it to a charity, it has to be a qualifying, you know, 501c3 charity or you're not, you know, just like it would in the old days to get a charitable deduction. It has to be that. And then the, there is a limitation on how much you can do each year um uh, and so um uh, the, the now that doesn't affect most of us because the a limitation is one hundred thousand dollars per year uh but you can in fact give up to a hundred thousand dollars per year uh at, and get the the charitable deduction for for that Uh, And it's really not a deduction. It's basically that you do not have to report the income on your income tax. And that actually you get more benefit and lower taxes by not having to report the income than having to report the income and then take the deduction. So that's how it works. But And you have to keep uh, the the, uh, information in terms of how it it did. But one of the nice things is... It reduces or eliminates your required minimum distribution, so you know one of the things seniors don't like is the fact that they don't like those required minimum distributions unless they're taking it anyway for for their own needs so uh, for those folks who don't actually need the money, the required distribution just means higher taxes but so if you if you do a qualified charitable Deduction from by using your IRA uh, up to $100,000 a year. That's a, a wonderful way to be generous and get some bang for your buck at the same time.
0: Anytime we can avoid paying Uncle Sam more than we have to, that's always a great scenario. Don't forget, if you want to learn more about Bill, the best way to do that is to go online to WGA Law. WGALaw.com. That's where you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can also register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, November 10th, Covering the subjects of long-term care assistance, dealing with the long-term care crisis, and finding out if financial assistance is available for you. This deals with wading through the uh, very difficult-to-navigate waters of Medicaid as well as finding information about VA benefits. If those items are of interest to you, you need to register Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button to do that. It's free to do so. It's free to attend. And again, that's happening on Wednesday, November 10th. And the afternoon session will be dealing with asset protection and trust planning. Don't forget, go online, WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button to learn more. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. this is asset protection today with attorney Bill Alexander you can learn more about him online at wgalaw.com wgalaw.com I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander joining us via zoom today and bill uh, as we close out the program we're talking about charitable planning and uh, just before the break we were discussing that uh, you know there's some steps that we can take with our retirement accounts to avoid an extra tax hit
1: well, there's, there's another really important point that I, I need to make for those folks who do want to give something to charity at their death. Uh, in other words, beneficiary designations when it comes to your retirement accounts. This is where you, I, I encourage it, but you must be very, very careful on how you do it. Um uh, otherwise, uh, it really does negatively affect your children or grandchildren or other beneficiaries. Now, so what am I talking about? So let's say that you have one retirement account, one IRA, and you want to leave. Uh, let, let's just say you, you have two children and you want to leave a third to charity and a third to each child. Uh, well, uh, you know, recognizing uh Uh, And we're not talking about estate tax or any of the other stuff, Uh, just how it works. You do not want to have a charity as one beneficiary with people, with your children and grandchildren, Uh, uh, that uh, or with your spouse, for that matter, if that's a possibility. Um, You know, most people give everything to their spouse and then they split it up, uh, (laughs) you know, among children, grandchildren and Uh, But the fact is, is that if you want to to, uh, give a portion or all, uh, I mean, you don't have to worry if it's all going to charity, but if you want to leave a portion to charity, then you need to break up your IRA. You need to have at least two or more IRAs. Why? Because uh, it works in terms of how the rules work for your other beneficiaries. A charity is not a person, so if, so if the charity is one out of four or three or four or two beneficiaries of one IRA, then the other beneficiaries get a five-year rule on their distribution uh, at death because of how you've split it up. But if the charity is separated out to uh, their own IRA, and charity gets 100% of that particular IRA, and each child gets 50% of the other IRA or whatever percentage you want, but in, uh, it, it's because of the oldest person, if you will, and I know that sounds funky, but in essence, uh, if you take one IRA and split it up a bunch among a lot of folks, you don't want to have an old beneficiary in there like for instance if your if your uncle john is not doing extremely well and you want to help him out and give him a portion of the ira just think of him like the charity you got to split that ira out for him or you'll ruin the distribution to your children or grandchildren or if you have grandchildren that you're trying to split out split your ira into multiple iras because uh, you you get the life, ex- I mean, you, you, now you have the SECURE Act with the 10-year rule, but if that's not applying to you, then you have the oldest person rule in terms of the lifetime distribution. So now the SECURE Act has changed some of this, but it doesn't change it as it relates to charity and the five-year rule. So you you have to be real careful about splitting out your IRAs and and remembering the the old man rule, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) So so you have to be careful giving it to Uncle John and you have to be careful giving it to charity in terms of how you split out your IRA. Now, one of the best resources that folks uh, uh, can look at is is called charitablegiftplanners.org www.charitablegiftplanners.org uh, can can give you some really good advice on how to uh, structure uh, charitable planning.
0: That's great advice. And if you need to get a hold of Bill for some planning on your own, as we've heard, there are often unintended consequences when dealing with subjects where you may not know everything about it and, hey, you don't know what you don't know. So that's why it's important to get the advice of someone who's knowledgeable in these areas. Go online to WGA Law. Com. That's where you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. That's also where you can register for Bill's free webinars covering the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. We are out of time for today. We hope you will join us again next weekend. Thank you so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.